Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. It's Feature Friday, Feature Friday. And guess what? You know my Ignited Bones Operation Moonlight Edition is on fire. And I love, love, love allowing you guys to listen to my electronic reads. I hope you're enjoying them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Give me a second. I think you'll like the Sky Club Lords and Ladies edition. That said, Sky Clubs and Ladies. Finally, the mystery executive turned himself around slowly, exposing his full frontal plane and identity. Damnation. Sableland's jaw dropped. No fucking way, it cannot be him again. Her complimentary glass of sparkling water spilled into her lap. She was startled, as though she had been hit by a bolt of lightning, straight through her chest. Stunned and perplexed, the damsel was visibly shaken to her very core. As her breath and voice appeared to have caught itself in the center of her throat, the tall executive stepped in closer for an assist. His stunningly tall and statuesque silhouette nearly engulfed her entire body, leather chair, and all. Though stunned, Sable Ann was not frightened. Mr. Allen and the other executive gave way and quarter to their patron since they worked for him. The gentleman took leave and the reins. Smiling from ear to ear, he crossed over into Sable's private space. She looked up towards him like a lost child who finally had been found. Her eyes flickered with utter beguilement. Well, he resounded as if he himself were gasping for air. Do not tell me, Mistress Sable Ann, that the cat has got your tongue. Alan and the third gentleman looked on. I take it you two are acquaintances of some sort. Alan remarked rather enviously and defensively. Well, since it seems she is speechless at the moment, I will answer your question for her, the bold executive remarked sternly. First, be very careful and mindful, Alan. His firm glare was a warning shot fired across the bows of both gentlemen. It was a signal to cease and desist with their flirting antics. Mistress Sable is and shall never be a simple acquaintance to me or for anyone. Let us be totally clear about that, fellas. A cold and callous look in his bloodshot, squinted eyes followed his remark. I believe you need to settle yourself into the idea that you have lost this round completely. That deep southern drawl of his was a challenge. When that Charlestonian drawl surfaced, it only meant one thing. Fuck off. His stare permeated Sableland's being. Warm goosebumps raced down her backside like the Indy 500. Her nipples began to resurrect themselves under her blouse, exposing her arousal and intrigue. She was still a lady of curiosity. She had been so caught up in the heady exhilaration of the moment by the concentrated attention of the trio of rakes that she had been utterly oblivious of the third gentleman's identity. She was still gobsmacked by this shocking revelation, and her voice needed a little more time to play catch-up. But she need not have worried about that. Her de facto team player was on board and fully willing to step up to the plate for her. You will give her the full measure of your respect and esteem, their distinguished patron expressed, just as stone-faced and serious as ever. Slightly tapping the side of his iron jawline, 
the aristocrat within him took over, and began to speak ever more firmly. Oh, and gentlemen, there will be no more reckless eyeballing down the lady's bosom. He glared towards his companions, his eyes filled with scrutiny and ire. Then he winked at them. What the fuck? Of course, by this time the exchange had aroused everyone's curiosity. Sable had assessed as much, noticing how the bartenders and bystanders within earshot of the ongoing conversations were leaning closer to take it all in. Like the balls here, broad-shouldered broad she knew she could be, she took over the reins from the trio of gentlemen. Oh, my goodness, it simply can't be you. Sable Ann exclaimed with a sensual southern trill, but her seeming glibness concealed her inner turmoil. Her body trembled, quaking with a slight shiver. After all, she was now glaring at the one secret she had held buried deep within the depths of her very being, her Jimmy, the Pandora's box of her carnal and tormented longing soul. This gentleman had been the one for her and the one who had got away. Incredulous, she forced her mind to accept the astounding fact that her wayward aristocrat lover was now standing before her very eyes, and he was still as fucking striking as hell. The irony and reality of this revelation was fragmenting her inner core into psychological shards. Before her, in the Chicago Admiral Sky Club of American Airlines, stood Lord Foxington IV. Aristocrat. South Carolina Gentry. Yale, Oxford, and Rhodes Scholar. Rick. And, of course, one of the ones who got away. Fate and destiny were playing a very cunning and insolent game of chicken with Mistress Sable Ann. What the damnation is going on? Lords and Mistresses. Why if it isn't my very own Welsh and Irish Marquis, Sable Ann remarked with a tone of disbelief and coyness. Well, my lord, she stood up sharply to give the smiling gentleman a long, slow, and gracious curtsy. She performed this gesture purposefully. Sable was certainly stunned by his re-emergence into her life. Still, she understood her need to assert her dominance in this situation straight away and acknowledge her complete understanding of the third gentleman's true identity. In the interim, she sought to strip all three of the gentlemen of their power over the situation. This was not a move she favored wholeheartedly but a move that needed to be made, no matter the situation. What the damnation! In her public life, Sable Ann was well known as an astute and ruthless woman in Wall Street circles and the worldwide business community. Why would her personal life be any different? Though she was stunned as ever seeing Lord Foxington again, the clever executive and soldier in her knew not to give way to the element of surprise, on the surface. Lord Foxington had taught his mistress Sable Ann well so many moons prior to this impromptu re-engagement. What on earth are you doing back in the colonies, Lord James Gregory Percival Foxington IV, and the 14th Marquess of Essex and anglo Eisenach of the St. Mary's Cross, of Ireland. She projected a dazzling smile. Did you think I could ever fucking forget that title, Big Sexy? This was a total power move by her, of course. Though she spoke so flippantly to Lord Percival, she could not keep her heart from pounding furiously. It was as if time and space began to engage in a fierce tennis match of intrigue and fire. And in the end, to the winner would go the spoils. Mistress Sable was so enthralled in the moment she could barely feel the floor beneath her feet.
However, no matter the situation, she always kept a stone face. Hell, Lord Percival had stringently taught her this attribute before their abrupt departure from one another so many eons ago. The military discipline still within her was a stark reminder, also. Respond with precision, never react under duration, or with missed hits. Sable Ann was a smart and perceptive woman in her own right. This shark type had learned to master masculine existentialism early in her professional career, sometimes, to her detriment. Employing cold and calculating tactics had become a way of life for her, both in business and love. She was not intimidated by the boys' club, she reciprocated their shark suit business and primal attributes in kind. In actuality, to her it was a private tickle of her fancy and quite a turn-on. If the boys wanted to play games, well, then, game on. Lord Percival, the name only she was privy to call him besides the nickname Jimmy, being outside the peerage and gentry, kept his glare focused on the center of her eyes. She could tell the gentleman was filled with both excitement and disbelief. The Lord and was a worldly, well-traveled jets editor who owned estates in Charleston, South Carolina, Telluride, Colorado, Boca Raton, Florida, California's Napa Valley, Bern, Switzerland, Eisenach, Ireland and, of course, Essex, England. But of all the places in the world, he could not have imagined stumbling into his dear mistress Sable in an American airport sky club, not even one of the best like O'Hare's. Their chance encounter would no longer be a stretch of his imagination. These two wayward lovers from each other's past had their own esoteric, nonverbal lingo, and it was now being played out in the Admiral Sky Club O'Hare. In body language, at that. A lingo, at this point, that was screaming to the tops of its lungs, visually. To the beguiled aristocrat, Sable Ann was the mistress of his heart. That said, the dapper and gallant gentleman politely raised her hand, in a slow passionate progression, and kissed the back of it. Before releasing her slowly from his grasp, the gentleman slowly slid his hand up her arm and cupped her elbow, with his right brawny hand. Next, he wrapped his entire left hand around hers and lifted Sable Ann completely out of her chair. Of course, Sable Ann's mouth was completely agape, with bewilderedness. Lord Foxington's eyes began to take on the look of a lost child who had just discovered his way back home. From there it was on. The kinetic energy building between them radiated outward. Jimmy loved it. What are you doing here, my darling? How on God's earth could you have ended up in the Admiral's Sky Club? He queried as he gazed into her eyes. His eyes were filled with both disbelief and unscrupulous eagerness. Mistress Sable. Never in a million years would I have imagined you being here in the Admiral Club O'Hare, Chicago. You're going to have to explain yourself on this one, hun. The astonished Lord's gaping stare nearly diffused Sable Ann's entire frontal plane. For the first time during his verbal reverie, Lord Percival's eyes exposed the emotions fighting underneath the surface. He said, with a carnal and primal comportment in his voice, I am beyond astonished, amazed, and turned the fuck on, beautiful. He was truly beside himself seeing her again, this woman of his true heart and spirit. Sable Ann took a step back, looking at him as if he had committed some type of immoral offense. However, 
she could not help but look into those emerald green eyes of her Jimmy, the prisms of her past trepidations and courage. After all, his eyes were undressing her, layer upon layer. Lord James Gregory Percival Foxington IV had always had a way with his mistress Sable Anne and he sure as hell still did. Of course, the shock and awe of seeing her lordly lover once again brought about the overwhelming sensation of heat and moisture between her thighs, as if someone set a campfire right underneath her skirt. Sable loved it. The excited chattering of the crowd around them became an annoyance. Further inquiries needed to be met and answered in private, so the two star-crossed lovers retreated to a more suitable space for their conversation. They moved to a very secluded seating area and settled into the posh half-round chairs. The space appeared to be soundproof and intimate. Oh boy, oh boy. Before Sable and Jimmy could delve more deeply into their conversation and one another, their cell phones began sounding off like the bells of St. Mary's. American Airlines alerted their passengers across the airport and sky clubs that all flights were cancelled until further notice due to bad weather from Hurricane Joaquin. Everyone and anything flying from all points across the eastern seaboard and Midwest were now trapped in the purgatory of O'Hare. Sable Ann looked up slowly from her cell phone at Jimmy. His eyes said all that needed saying. She knew what the gentleman would say before he addressed her. You are stuck here with me for the night. Her Jimmy spoke with great depth and seriousness. And I will not let you slip from my grasp this time, no matter what. Despite the boldness of his resolve, the composed gentleman slightly quivered and shook rather nervously. Deep down inside his soul, he knew the ugly truth that existed between himself and his lost love, Sable Ann. After this glorious night ahead of them, it would be an exceedingly long, long, long time before he would return to his beloved estates. And he could not give a blind flying fucking goddamn if his estranged wife cared or not. No one was going to run Mistress Sable out of his life ever again. And that went for Sable and herself, as well. The die was cast. Oh, what in hellfire damnation would stop fate and destiny now? They were already cutting the fuck up, fate and destiny and there was not an entity on this earth to stop this enigmatic mischief. Sable Ann pretended to muddle around in her phone as she took her own sweet time responding. It was a useless pretense because Jimmy saw right through her feeble attempt to ignore him. He knew she could not ignore the growing heat levels between her voluptuous thighs. It was written all over her face. She could never play the poker face well in front of her dearest Lord Percival. No matter how fucking hard she tried. At best. Mistress Sable Ann would suborn his respect for her efforts. Get off that phone, woman. The gentleman spoke sternly and sybaritically, as hell. She looked up from it to see those deliciously pursed lips of his glistening with dewy moisture. His eyes said all that needed saying, you will be mine tonight. Unfortunately, his pinstriped English tailored shark suit, a favorite of male executives, gave him away. Lord Foxington IV was sporting an immensely powerful and healthy hard-on. The sight of it made Sable Ann's cheeks blush a stunning rosy red color as her eyes watered with both intrigue and guilt. She was alone. The Lord was blushing like crazy, as well. Looking like a schoolboy out on recess, gazing at his first primary school crush. 
his thoughts were clearly all kinds of wrong and naughty as hell. To him, the idea that his dear mistress Sable Ann was now caught within reach of his grasp was too emotionally enthralling, both primally and carnally. She could attempt to play coy if she liked, but it would be futile. She was no longer operating on a level playing field, so to speak. The skillful lord and former lover would take full advantage of this opportunity, one which he had once felt was beyond his wildest of dreams. Having an open window to be for her love and commitment felt too fantastic for comprehension. Because the gentleman was clinging to a vow, he made to himself. And if ever the opportunity to have his dear mistress again revealed itself? Well, protocols, pomp, and circumstance be damned. He would wrap his courage and determination around it. Then go for it. Enjoying the opportunity and please sure to have and secure her for the rest of her life was James's constant longing, one that plagued him often. All the gentleman needed was one night with her to convince her of his determination and intentions. But how? Sable Ann may have been excited and possibly turned on, but she was extremely wary when it came to any gentleman attempting to assert his power over her, no matter how crazy or ridiculous the thought and accusation. You think you are slick as hell, Lord Percival. She used the nickname she saved for the heat of arguments or acts of passion. I know you far better than the English and Irish subjects with whom you're far more acquainted, she remarked firmly with the eyes of a doe being led to slaughter. You cannot text that fast, sir. The gentleman threw his arms wide open in protest of her delightful attempt at scorning him. His snarky-ass smile raced across the Lord's face with impassioned haste and sinful reciprocity. I'm incredibly pleased, Mistress Sable Ann, that you remember these familiar attributes. Because, at the same time, you know that I will not take no for an answer today, my dear. She realized that Jimmy had responded in his royal command voice. It was over. She responded in kind, firmly. Nor do I suspect that no is the answer you wish to receive. Damn it, woman. Let us just concede and proceed out of here. Jimmy's eyes lit up the likes of flaming torches guiding lost souls through a dark night. The intermission of Sable Ann's breathing patterns immediately morphed into deep breaths and hisses. How could she deny him, especially at that point? He was in reach and far more available than ever. The perspiration between her thighs began dripping with all sorts of DNA and other pheromones. Her eyes were now gazing at Jimmy with words of guilt and desire. Sable's first instinct was to resist him, still. She felt the need to maintain some sense of control. Fucking damnation. Yet, at the same time, how could she not become what she resented most when caught in the gentleman's quarter, becoming his goddamn foregone conclusion? While caught between what to say and what not to say to a lost love in response, the gentleman, as usual, grabbed her query by the reins. He had made up his mind's thoughts that this time would be different, and he would run with them. I am texting my personal assistant to book one of the presidential suites at the W Hotel in downtown Chicago, the gentleman responded softly yet firmly, his eyes nearly piercing Sable's flesh. You may as well have your personal effects sent over with mine, because that is where we will bed down for the night. She looked at him sideways without saying a word. He continued. You can't hide from me, baby.
I know when you are overburdened by worry and discernment, and not all of it is from seeing me again. I shall rest easy knowing that you are safe and well rested. Lord Percival's voice reverberated. He knew his cat that swallowed the canary smile of concern and finality sealed the deal. Her lover was in control, whether she accepted this reality or not. Still, she knew his intentions were of the utmost respect and determination. It was not all about his wants, needs, desires. Jimmy knew something was up with the lady of his heart's longing. As would any gentleman of chivalry and breeding, he wanted to be more than just a great lay for the night. He longed to be her knight in shining armor if need be. Despite her combative will, questions, desires, and wantonness and all, Sable Ann was going whether she realized it or not. His mistress wanted to respond with some type of snarky or coy response, but she could not. The words evaded her. Her emotions and curiosities were far too overwhelming. The best she could manage was the shaking of her head and a smile that conceded to the gentle man's request and will. Sable Ann assumed the softness of a humbled subject. I guess the presidential suite it is then, she replied, looking at Jimmy intensely with the smile of approval that he often searched for. His mistress's misty flesh resurfaced. As the tiny droplets of moisture surfaced upon her flesh, her chest began to rapidly rise and fall. The heat of the moment, along with the anticipation of what might lay ahead of her in that presidential suite posed so many unanswered questions. The southern gentleman within Jimmy recognized that look, straight away. Mistress Sable Ann poised her mind and body to see this night through to its finality, come hell, or high water. He had damn well better not fuck up this special night, period. Finally, it was his turn to decompress. He began to breathe at a more comfortable pace. When he smiled, the little boy and rake within him peeked out just a tad. It did not matter, because Mistress Sable was far more comfortable knowing that the two still existed within him. She no longer had to search for reasons to pause or stagger. Once again, she was in the clutches of her Jimmy. All would be well now that she was in his world. To be continued, time to get the book.